0: blog talk radio where it goes for movie hype podcast hosted by tony lamar with special guest ross miller it's what all about up, the hype everybody it's all about the hype yes it's your one and only tony lamar i'm out here in austin texas and i got my my buddy, my special guest, Mister Ross Miller, out in Los Angeles. Ross, tell the people you're out there. I'm out of here. Yeah, all day. All oh, right. do you want me so to say you? Okay. To... <laughs> yeah, please talk. Just let them hear your voice. Speak no, the word. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm here in L.A. and everything's beautiful and shiny, and um, the fires have moved. So cool.
0: And here, better not all safe there, They're not out. They just you? moved. Yeah, I'm safe. It is... <laughs> Ish. <And that's>... Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's America. I still might be shot by a white guy, but other than that, I'm fine.
0: You know. So. All right. Well, we, ha- we were having a discussion. We we're talking about the star Wars, the last Jedi, and we got so hyped up into it that we actually ran out of time and we didn't finish doing the review. So we're going to try to get right back in the swing of things and get right back into the review. Uh, we were talking about uh, the whole storyline of, of, Finn and Rose. And I had, mm-hmm. like I said, I had issues with that particular um, storyline and I just felt it could have been done a lot differently. I, I mean, I can go I, into detail, know, but that's my initial feelings.
1: I know from a recap, we are kind of talking, one thing I liked about it was I loved the fact that she was an engineer. So she was like kind of working out, okay, well, if we did this, and we did that, that's how we're going to beat this, you know, the tracking system. Like, Like she broke it down, you know what I mean? I thought that was kind of cool that they took it to a different, it wasn't necessarily the superhero or the jock of the show. Doing it, it was it was more of the nerd of the show, and that's kind of a cool shout out to the fans.
0: Well, I think what my problem is is not her character and her role, is their mission, and how they what Mm -hmm. they were trying to do. That's the problem I had. I like. I I know what they're trying uh, to do.
1: Necessary to leave. Well, and we talked about that last time. It would have been better for them just to go right onto the onto Snoke's ship and try to infiltrate it. That that would have been so much more interesting, you know.
0: Yeah. And that's my only problem with that particular plot line is cause I just felt it was not executed in a uh, in a Star Wars way. I mean, they're going to hyperspace off of a chase. <laughs> you know, it's like being yeah. on a freeway with an LAPD behind you, and you decide to jump out of the car because you got a plan to get us out of the situation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then you put the catch up to the car chase and jump back in the car. Okay, turn turn right here.
1: <laughs> like, exactly. You, you know, the and the fact that. Well, that's the thing is that if they did try to get back into the car chase, even if they calculated their jump to to lead ahead of them so that they would you know they, so that the chase would catch up with them and they could redock, like the whole thing was so unnecessary. It's like you know I get that they wanted to make it a broader universe that they don't wanted to make it so narrow. But I think it would have been extremely ballsy at this point. We've seen the the size of the universe. We've seen you know so many different planets at this point. And so, if uh, if they would have just stuck to this one little tiny star system, and that was the entire story, you know what I mean? That would have been so intense. I would have loved that.
0: And I believe most of the like the Star Wars fans like the change, but they're they're adjusting to it, you know. And right. I think that's the chance they're they're making some good ch- they're making chances. I mean, risk, let's do that. Fine. And I just think mm-hmm. a lot of fanboys are they got what they wanted. They want a Star Wars movie, they want something different, and they don't know how to react to it. And, you well, know, and then, I think that was.
1: It will, It's a movie yeah. about moving forward into the future and letting go of the past for a bunch of fans that are afraid to move into the future and let go of the past. So it's it's very interesting,
0: you know. Yeah, and it, it's working for me. I mean, I when I came out, all my friends wanted my opinion right away, and I said, honestly, I'm still processing it. And, mm-hmm. and and they got like not upset. It's just like you know what I I here's the thing. When I went to that theater, and the movie started, I was in that mindset of a seven year old because that's the first time I saw it. And I think mm-hmm. I'm I'm enjoying it for it's a Star Wars movie, and I'm getting it a, a, a little piece of my childhood. And I think let me enjoy that because I did. I had fun the entire freaking movie. You know. Then oh, after it over, the I'm because yeah. yeah yeah I do too. And I think what's going on after the film, then you start dissecting it and being being a fanboy. because you do with every movie you love? You start
1: right, but if you look you know,
0: if you look at this film,
1: I mean, I still stand exactly where I stood when we did the review back on the sixteenth. That it was a great adventure. The the tension, the the pursuit, everything that they did worked. Every every trick they pulled worked. The thing was. They didn't do enough in the first film to build up the villains for me to really care about any of that story. The Ray and, and Kylo Ren story didn't really have any impact. You know, the, everything that happened. I think at this point can we, we can talk about, you know, Snoke's no longer with us. He had to split. And I don't, I, I didn't care. You know what I mean? I just didn't care. Even when I saw the thing, the the lightsaber turning, I'm like, oh, okay. He's going to do this. Can we get back to the thing? You know what I mean? Because the, the pursuit was interesting. If they would have made the story more about, like, like this is what I would have liked to have seen. You know, we talk about rewriting stuff, but I would have loved to have seen when instead of Kylo Ren throwing a little tantrum over his helmet, I would have rather seen Snoke being like, "Look, you don't need that," like explaining to him and drawing himself more in. Like, because that's the whole thing about these, about the Sith or the dark side of the force is it's seductive. And Snoke never had that. Vader did, in a sense, in a kind of a creepy way, the Emperor did. The Emperor had that seduction. Oh, you want this. You know what I mean? I can feel that hate yeah. growing in you. Everything he was doing, that was a seduction to come into the dark side. And Snoke absolutely. never had that. Kylo Ren absolutely does not have it. Maybe he'll get... They'll write it, and I'm not saying the actor couldn't do it. It's just they're not writing it for him, you know? And so that was my issue. But this movie, oh, absolutely. Uh, two and a half hours went by like nothing, because it was exciting the whole time, except for the casino. Everything else was great.
0: <laughs> but that's it, you know? But the thing is, but you liked the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I, when I first saw um, The Return of the Jedi, I didn't really care much about the Ewok scene. But it's just right. one. Of, it was one of my favorite movies. I could, you know, every mm-hmm. movie of the Star Wars, there's something I didn't really care for, you know. And it, I mean, at the beginning, you know, there's certain things that Star Wars I didn't care for because I didn't understand it. Cause I was, you know, a kid. You know, anyway. But you do that. But now I'm going back, I do like the Star Wars movie. It's not the worst movie, but the, the freaking hate afterwards is crazy. And I love <laughs> where I love it where there's now reviewers. I follow a lot of podcasts around the internet. I mean, I, I watch, listen to everybody. And what I notice that what these um, hosts are doing now, they're like telling the audience it's okay to like the movie and not like certain things. It's just they're, they're trying to calm everybody down. It's like right. enjoy the movie for can, what it you is. Can Why dislike,
1: would it... Or you can dislike the porgs, right? But it doesn't kill the yeah. film. The porgs were a minor nuisance, you know? Yeah. They, exactly, they were easy to, that's the part yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like they were Jar Jar Binks where they actually had a, a role in the friggin' thing you know, so.
0: <laughs> There was one se- section of the film that were on the island and I think, uh, could you use less? Maybe, or could you use more? Maybe, I don't know, it served its purpose
1: It was the okay? nature it's of a, the island exactly, it was, it was as yeah. much as the thing that was swimming through the swamp that eventually ate R2D two was part of the land of Dagobah, these things were part uh-huh. of the land of this planet, and that's fine. I love that they go out and they make new creatures. I'm again I still didn't need to see where the blue milk came from, but everything else on that planet was fine. If you're gonna cut <laughs> anything, can we cut the titties? Let's just cut those blue milk titties.
0: And I just I just wish I could have been in the studio when they like this is going to work. This is... <laughs> <laughs> they want to know where the blue milk comes from, so let's give it to them. This is what the fans want. It's like, nope, nope not really.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I just want to see the so. uh, look on Mark Hamill's face when he's like, I get to put it in a glass, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this scene without some uh... – <laughs> Got some kind of Tupperware. That's
1: so funny. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of Tupperware to hold it in. I don't care.
0: But it's the truth, but, though, man. It's just like, it's so funny. It would love to have been there when it happened. Like, when you read that part, it's like, you would, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what? I <was> looking,
1: what? <laughs> but then, you know, let's look at the character of Poe, like the things they did with him. Here's a guy, you know, we talked about him a little bit previously, but here's a guy who he's supposed to be the loose cannon. He's the Han Solo of the film, you know, the new Han Solo. And he's the loose Mm -hmm. cannon. He doesn't follow orders. He doesn't, uh, take to authority very well. You know what I mean? He tries to make his own rules, that kind of stuff. And I, from, from where he started to where he ended, I expect by the, the next film, he's in the position like Lando was where here was this guy who was a little bit reckless when it came to his own place and, and his own dealings. But now he's he's matured enough through his actions to become a general, you know what I mean? And that's where I see Poe going. I see him in a leadership role in the next movie.
0: Well, yeah, I think even in the movie, Leia's character is 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 you know training him to get to, to be in that mm-hmm. position. You Trying know, to kick his ass into shape. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. You know, you got to think of the bigger picture. The whole thing about the. Um, people getting killed on that battle is that there's, you know, yeah, heroes are dead. We need everybody. We're very few. Right. Cause the thing is Leia knew this is all we got right now. We need to get out of here and regroup, right. you know, we don't and have, I think we don't that have where, the
1: resources for us to be losing people on these endeavors. You know, was the yeah. victory worth the cost was her ultimate argument. And that's yeah, exactly,
0: she's right. exactly. And that's, that's part of being a leader. Uh, and that's where I think, Poe was starting to realize... We're, well, hopefully, he, that's what he realized after what happened in a particular episode. I mean, a lot has happened. Because he even felt... He realized when... He goes, they didn't make it. You know, because they didn't they didn't succeed as their mission. He had no doubt mm-hmm. that we're going to make it. But he never right. even put in consider, consideration what if we don't fail? What is our plan? And then I think that's where he realized that, dude, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it. So, definitely... Definitely a hard lesson learned, but maybe it will benefit us in the in, in the future. We'll see. We'll see. You never know.
1: And uh, we right. went into um, well, let's even talk about. There's is an issue I've got with the film. I rewatched. Um, I rewatched uh, Rogue One recently. Okay. And the entire point of the Last Jedi, the entire point of the tension of the movie. Was the Emperor suddenly developed technology, not the Emperor, but the New Order, developed te- brand new technology where you could track a ship through hyperspace, previously unheard of?
0: Okay, yes, Am I right yes. so far? I'm with, I'm with you. Okay, I'm okay. following you.
1: What happens at the end of Rogue One? They
0: jump into hyperspace.
1: Yes, the Leia's ship jumps into the hyperspace to go to Dago, to go to Tatooine to try to recruit Ben Kenobi. Yes. How did this the, is true. how did the this emperor a... how did how did Vader know where to find them? How did how was he right on their tail?
0: Did he use a tracker. I
1: dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm maybe
0: I don't know. I'm not with you. I'm, I'm sorry. They
1: they had no tracker. Because the ship was inside the other ship, and it pulled. They pulled the hatch, and it just. They had no time to put a tracker on it. How did they follow it? The droids? Nope. No, nope, the the there's itself? no way. There's literally no possible way that they tra- they would have not known to trace the droids. Um, they because if they knew what droids it was, they would have put an APB out on these two droids specifically. <laughs> They were just like, we need a couple of droids, you know, search them. They didn't know what exactly
0: they were looking for. Well, let me so, say that the actual data plans, the actual plans?
1: Nope. The plans, were, those were uh, data that was transferred from one thing to another thing. There would have been no tracker on that unless okay. they were physically just... putting it into a drive. I mean, there's no physical way that Vader would have been able to be in pursuit of Princess Leia in Episode Four.
0: Unless Unless the, last have, Jedi, the, the Last
1: Jedi kills the story between Rogue One and.
0: Ah, I see. Cause they would All right. So you're saying because that's what he did in the, um, in the New Hope. It's pretty much because he was right. right. He, they took the, off he, on he basically
1: was right. Yeah, he was right on her ass. As soon as they got the Tatooine, he was right there. He had no way of knowing. And if anybody out there is listening, if you got an answer, put it in the comments. I would love to get an answer to this. But nobody's come up with it so far. I've been looking at fan fiction, and nobody – and when I talk to him on, on, you know, some of the Jedi pages on Facebook, they're saying, oh, well, they uh, put a tracker on the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, I'm not talking about Millennium Falcon. I'm talking about Princess Leia's ship from the Rogue One to the beginning of A New Hope they have no way of tracking her yet they're right in pursuit and we see her yeah, leave really and Vader sucks. is and Vader is left behind he was not like on their tail it wasn't like he was you know in the same hyperspace quadrant or I don't know how that works so but yeah so it's not like he was right on her or anything how did they no you got him? a
0: real solid you got a solid point there dude i mean that's, yeah that's the truth that's right cuz he did just show up. Doesn't Disney have to be in say.
1: charge of this shit? Oh <laughs> wow,
0: this is a this is a major f up, and this is I mean, people should be fired. I
1: If you're looking, I need to be a consultant for all things Star Wars now.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point to make. If, yeah, but well, how else would they? That's see, that's some fact checking stuff they should be doing on all their projects.
1: You would Star say, Trek don't have that
0: problem. <laughs> Star Trek doesn't have that problem.
1: They knew that earwigs <laughs> would when they put them in their ears. They knew what was going to happen. It's the truth, though. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just funny. I just found that amusing. So if anybody out there has an answer, I'm absolutely open to to hearing it. Put it in the comments. Email it to uh, uh, Ross Adam Miller uh, at uh, gmail dot com. Or you can even just uh, Tweet it over to me at Mother Ross on Twitter, but I
0: want an answer, damn it. just as the Disney. This is, this is a time where I wish you had, like, a press badge to one of these screenings
1: and Dude, just I'm ask that you.
0: question. That just be to be able to
1: read the like... script and be like, excuse me, um, I'm sorry, sorry, but I'm the guy they don't want. I'm the guy that would be coming up, excuse me, sorry, I see this one on little spot.
0: <laughs> have you guys seen a movie? I mean, this is ridiculous. This should have been caught on the first draft. Look, absolutely, <laughs>
1: I'm willing to buy all the Luke stuff. I'm willing to buy all that. I'm willing to buy the ghost Yoda brought down lightning to destroy the Jedi text, Which, hey, that's another thing that the last Jedi destroyed. There was a uh, a fan theory that everybody in Star Wars was illiterate. Jedi texts kind of prove that's that's not correct. So That's kind of cool. What? Well, it was a theory that with all, everything is uh, uh, holograms and holotapes and, you know, I mean, it's all these, uh, it's, everything's visual, everything's audio, you know, so they were saying that everybody in Star Wars would be effectively illiterate because there was nothing to read, you know, except Uh... for like maybe the manifest within the Empire, there'd be little like basic reading that people could do, but for the most part, reading was probably kept under control under the Empire. It was very interesting the <laughs> argument, but with the Jedi text, now we know that at least somebody in this universe can read.
0: Well, then I don't again, know. maybe not.
1: Maybe maybe Luke. Like I kept the books, but I looked at him. I couldn't figure it out.
0: It looked, oh, then uh, you know, say these are hard to read. He did say that. He
1: <laughs> but yeah, he said page turners. They are not. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's a possibility here. Oh, man. Yeah. But overall, it's you know, like I said, we can nitpick all day and night. And, and, and to me, I that's what being can. a and I think that's what being a fan is all about. Is able to sit back and do something as you know. Hey, I have problems with this. film here or something, and it it, it it gets the the uh, fanboys. It's something to talk about until the next movie, because that's all they're going to talk about until the day that trailer drop or the first image drops from the next movie. Is what they live for.
1: That's the they took a great lesson from there was something Stan Lee once said where they were saying, you know, people were saying, Well, between this guy and that guy, who would win in a fight? And he says, Nobody, neither one of them would win. Because the minute the one of them wins, the conversation ends. And so like mm-hmm. for example, uh Kylo Ren and Ray pulling the lightsaber apart, you know what I mean? That was nobody winning in that moment. So who's gonna come out in the next one? Nobody knows for sure. They're equally strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, could it, Could they flip? Could he become light and she become dark? That's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so yeah. many things that are going on right now.
0: Well, let me throw you a fanboy um, argument from the, the Force Awakens, that sure. a lot of people are trying to explain what, what why how is this possible? The whole thing of the whole first Kylo Ren and Ray fight. How is it possible for Rey, who's never picked up a were able to actually take on Kylo Ren and actually look like she knows how she, what she's doing? What's your I'm theory? with you on
1: that. I think that, that she's not only like force-attuned, which you know, they say they're force-sensitive, but I think that she's more like a force-attuned where, where that moment, like she let herself go and it was more maybe the force guiding her to be able to fight. And okay. then like like Luke, like Luke said, I've never seen a power like hers except for Kylo Ren's. So maybe they both have such a natural ability, you know, that that, that was the, you know, that that was what gave her the ability to fight, you know.
0: The one thing I I think, and after hearing it, someone's point of view, so it makes sense. You got to keep in mind, she's been training for years already with her staff. Mm-hmm. You know, so she knows how to handle a weapon. She's been defending herself since she was a child. and But you know that's what? not the question. The question is, how does, does, how is does part she of hold it?
1: herself up against this force-powerful guys, You know, somebody that's been trained. Yeah, well, I'm
0: getting to that. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Mm-hmm. So she already has a natural ability to defend herself with a staff. All she had to do is learn how to switch real quick from a staff to a lightsaber. Now, also, the fact that Kyle Ren was injured. He, he got shot in the hip, as we mentioned before, okay? And that also mm-hmm. could be an effect. He was dying, you know? So, he's paying attention to that, maybe using the force to keep his, his body together. We don't know. But I think now, hearing that theory, I'm more aligned on that one, that is the fact that she's been trained with a staff. You know, it's, just, it's like you. You can play a guitar, and if you know that how a keyboard works and how the same A, B, C, D, or whatever the alphabet is on the mm-hmm. keyboard, you can get pretty much a, a general idea of how to play on there. Is that would would you agree?
1: Yes, but I would not be able to predict the notes that are coming. Okay, I would not have well, the definitely. training to be able to to, you know what I mean, to be able to feel the future. Well, you're the, not, you know, the, feel the battle the way that a force trained uh, uh, warrior would.
0: But I would say that you would be able to at least. You could improvise enough to play for even for a minute. Would you say that? Right.
1: But if I went up okay. against Harvey Hancock, he would kick my ass.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I can see that, that analysis. Okay, I could follow you. Up. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe that wasn't such a great analogy. <laughs> well, you get my point. I might be able then, to fake but... it,
1: but if I came up against somebody who knew what they were doing, they would know I was faking it pretty quickly. But maybe, hey.
0: well, maybe if he busted his hand before he started playing. I mean, this, this is with this me <laughs> <wasn't> here.
1: <laughs> yeah, he sliced his hand
0: trying to I'm get the guy. Sure out if he the got trunk. shot in the hip. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if he got shot in the hip. His mind's more on that than you know making a really groovy tune. So I like, guess it may still work. It, it still might work. I would. Uh, but so with that in mind, it's just there. There are things I had problems with the. Um, The whole backlash on this film. I mean, I really, I'm going back to my saying: it's it's, it's, it's a Star Wars movie. You can take apart every single film, you know, and even the original trilogy, the Holy Grail trilogy, whatever. um, You can still find flaws in those movies. But I think the conversation continues. It still continues today, and I think the fanboys are 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 um, expecting: if you like Star Wars, you have to love every minute of this film. And it's unfortunate that these critics now have to try explain them. No, I do like Star Wars, but I don't like A or D of this particular movie. It doesn't make me a hater, right. you know. So right. it's just, you know, the fact that they have to explain themselves, and it's I don't think they should have to. They're like they're defending. Yeah. I'm a Star Wars fan, you know.
1: But we we live in a very all or nothing society right now. You're either all in or you're all out. You know, you're with me or against me. It's, it's we don't everything we have to cut black and white. And that's one of the biggest problems that we've got. And so, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that it bleeds over into pop culture the way that it does and that nerds kicking up. Like I keep saying, the way that the Star Wars fans are acting now, they're they're like Star Trek nerds on steroids at this point. They're, they're embarrassing. I, oh, man. I don't you
0: know, that's I, one I thing I've always, little, been,
1: I've always been able to hold my hand high going, no, 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 I'm not a Star Trek geek. I'm a Star Wars geek. And I always felt we were a little bit above them. Not no more. We're so far below them at this point it ain't even funny, man.
0: It, it's embarrassing sometimes because we're like I think we're coming to that the the um the trailer trash, you know, <laughs> of fanboys mm-hmm, yeah. and got attitude. You know, we used to be the cool guys. Now we're like yep. You know what? It was? I think what it is we're like it was cool to be a Star Wars fan in the eighties and nineties. I mean and now totally. we're like, man, those are Star Wars fans.
1: But the thing that's so funny is I used to think Man, why doesn't George Lucas do more with this license? He could be kicking out a movie every two or three years. You know what I mean? And people would eat it mm-hmm. up. Now, I understand. They will hate you. They will trash you. They will tell you you're a... You know what I mean? That you you should go die or jump off a building. Or they will tell you all these horrible things.
0: Well, fuck fans, man. Don't
1: don't make anything for those people. They're
0: terrible. He, that's what he pretty much said. He He pretty much yeah. said that. That because all the hate for his movie and bitching about it is that he t- takes the fun out of it. Can you blame yeah. the guy? Can you really blame nope. him? Nope. Nope.
1: He's like, it's a little That's... fiction. I did it as a lark, and you people are taking it
0: too seriously. <laughs> okay, you're crossing is um, here, and you're playing with fire. And he's referring to a, a bit, but I'm not going to give it me. In a Star Wars review, you don't do that funny. No, it was funny. I'm <laughs> like, i doubting it. I'm yeah. right. So there
1: so you go, so, people. The, I guess that brings us to the ultimate question: Who would win, Han Solo or Captain Kirk? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, obviously, it would be the you know, Han Solo. That's of course. Definitely. Well, the
1: Morning Falcon would outmaneuver the the uh, the uh, what do you call it? the Enterprise. The Enterprise would sit there like a duck, man. Fucking Millennium Falcon would come sneak up behind it and attach itself to the side. It would attach itself right to the undercarriage of that big disc at the front. They'd never know. there
0: be so What is the size ratio? I gotta look at it. I'm sure there's some picture online. If there is Well, on the you finest. gotta
1: think <laughs> that um, the... Uh, if you want to kind of make it like a real-world comparison... The Millennium Falcon would be kind of like an AC-130, but it would be like more of the armor, like the ones with the uh, guns in it, not just the, not just the transport, but actually the armor class ones. And then the, uh, yeah, th- and then the, um, uh, the Enterprise is a little more like a battleship. You know, what I mean, it's more like it would have torpedoes. It would have, you know, it has all these things that that the uh, other ship wouldn't necessarily have. So it'd be interesting. No, I got you. I was just yeah. It'd be, It'd be an interesting fight. That's for sure. But, um uh, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm sure there's a video. So, it can it cut enough. This, of that.
1: There's gotta be a video out there somewhere. And then, okay. So let's see what other characters have we not talked about? How about the little, the little boy with the force, the little, the little Charles Dickens kid. Broom we, boy. We get to, yeah, the one, well, broom boy at the end, but we get to see him. He's rescued by Ray earlier in the flick. or is it Ray or who was it that let him out? Um,
0: Rose. It was no, you're he talking about him. Finn and Rose.
1: Yeah, it was Finn and Rose and they saved him. And they and they let the kid free and then later you see that he's got he's he's like little Oliver Twist. Please, sir, may I have some force? you know, and he's, he's perfect for Christmas. <laughs> That's they did a lot of Christmassy shit in this movie, I'll tell you that much.
0: No, man. They uh The foxes jungle bell ice that was cool, man. I forgot the name of the thing, but it looked pretty cool. But here's, Those here's were my way thing. Cool. Do you feel? Do you think that Star Wars, or Disney Mart, or Disney in particular, is trying to do too much fan service? They're trying to put the element of the Three Empire Jedi and Star Wars. Because here's something that someone told me. That mm-hmm. one guy said he did not like the um, Last Jedi because it was a remake of the beginning of Star Wars. Because all it was at the very beginning, the Empire chasing down one of the ships. Instead of seeing it only in three minutes, they're seeing it for a whole two hours, which you could dissect it and say that. I mean, that's what I'm talking well, about, but you could just twist this. Do you think there's any merit to that?
1: I, I say there's definitely merit to it, but think about the tightrope that Disney needs to walk. They have to recapture what everybody loved in the original while doing something fresh and new. So it's really... It's a knife edge these guys are on. So, yeah, I think that they tried to do where – he's just saying it exactly right. They tried to thread that needle where they're like, well, here's what would happen with that chase if it was drawn out, if there was more ships involved, if the – you know. but the difference is that in the first Star Wars, they had more of a condensed mission. They had a more of an urgent mission. In this one here, they have an urgent mission, but it's kind of like, well – They'll get to it. You know, it's not like it doesn't seem to be in with with the Star Wars universe before they knew, Okay, we have to get away from And in a lot of ways, if you think about it, it's a it's a macro look at the Empire Strikes Back that they're trying to escape the Empire. You know, Han and and uh, Leia and everybody are being chased by the Empire while Luke goes off on his personal mission. You know, so that could kind of be the Ray and Finn or the Finn and Rose kind of portion. Yeah, where they're they all split broken up. Team. Them.
0: They got together at exactly. the exact movie and now they split them up. Yeah. Exactly. And then
1: they yeah. bring them back together to, for the end of the film. And so there's that, you know. So, yeah, can you say that it's something like that? If you want anything, that scene where they all get into a big trench, if that's not hot. <laughs> But even that, like they oh, yeah. did it fresh. They they took a fresh element to it, and that's a, I don't have a problem with rehashing the past if they bring something new to the story, and that was part of what I did like about that.
0: It was pretty cool. You mentioned the um, the scene on the planet uh, Kate where crate where it's called crate. That particular scene, the director from Rogue One is in that scene, which is pretty cool. You brought that up. Mm -hmm. He's when that part where he goes, the guy grabs the the tape that says "salt." The guy on his Mm -hmm. right is the director from Rogue One, which is pretty cool. Oh, That's cool. Just yeah, that's the Easter egg out there. Yeah, I know it's at the. Well, I (laughs)
1: love I love how simple it was to explain why the why the ground was turning red under the pressure of their feet. It's like, oh, it's a chemical reaction from the salt. Boom. Let's move on. We don't need to dwell on it. We don't need to hear. We don't need Senate hearings over what makes the ground red. Let's just keep going. Go, go, go.
0: Why was it red? Why could it be yellow? Why, 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 why would it have to be red? They'll go find exactly. something. Did anybody, did
1: anybody consult the Native Americans? Are they okay with it being red? Like, they never got
0: <laughs> into any of that. That's fine. They you don't can't need to. say that unless you do a, it's, a plug for one of the casinos. You can't say Native it's, American. Yeah, no. but all
1: that stuff's not important, and they just kept pushing forward. I love that Luke. By the time when he appears, as the best way to say it on on the planet. Um, you can see how much of Han Solo's attitude he has uh, he has embraced. You know what I mean? To where he's brushing his his uh, shoulder after the uh, barrage of fire against him, like yeah. all those little mm-hmm. things where he's just like, you know, when he gives him the little salute, like "see you later, buddy," you know, that kind of sh- Like all that stuff was so snarky and so Han Solo of him, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing about. Um... The Luke thing. Is, was we, did we talk much about Luke and his storyline? Not really, no. Well, here, let's talk about that for a minute. Do you We talked about, about him this? drinking blue milk. Luke. That's about it. Well, let's ask you this question. Do you think that's the Luke that you expected or that you wanted, or do you think he was handled well? What's your take on Luke?
1: No, I, I think he was fine. I didn't know what I had expected. And I didn't know, again, I always say that, we, we talked about this in the first uh, part of this, um when Luke appeared last time, you know, here he is, this brooding face. He's being handed his old lightsaber. What could he possibly have said in this movie to live up to that introduction? And the fact that he didn't yeah. say anything was perfect. It's like that is exactly what he needed to say. And I don't know if fans are yeah. mad about that, but but that's what he needed to be and and he he is being what he needs to be. Even as yeah. Yoda's still disappointed in him, even, you know what I mean, as he's making some of the same mistakes, He he's being the yeah. right person right now, and he's going to be the catalyst that's going to, I think, going to get Ray to kind of be able to push uh, uh, Kylo back a- into the light side, and that's the big contest now. Like, what's going to happen with these two?
0: He's not coming back. He's not. He's done Okay. The one here's another thing I thought was cool. Um, the fanboys were saying that, heck, you know, Darth Vader killed you know kids and blew up planets and was really pure evil, you know. Mm-hmm. And Luke saved him. You know, he he felt there's, yeah. you know, I'm not going to kill my dad. You know, right? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, Ren threw a couple of
1: temper tantrums and killed his father, and that's it.
0: So. And he, he got to go. <laughs> just, where's the justification of that? You know, like, your dad can kill a bunch of people, but we're not going to take him out. We're going to give him a second chance. But your, your nephew, he got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the nitpicking. I just love it. I love reporting. So if I want this on audio, I'm an old guy and listen to these taste, what made me laugh during this time. It's stuff like that. It's just so idiotic, bitching about the stupidest things. And, um, and even me complain about the uh, whole casino part where I would change. You know, it's just part of being a fan, and that's what's so cool about it. And, and it will continue on, and we will have the same discussion when the next movie comes out, and we'll find the good things about it. I will tell you on record, I still think one of the baddest scenes in this movie is that hyperspace jump through the um, snow oh, ship. Yeah. absolutely. You know, like, and the thing is, like, I love the fact that one. Like we talked about a little earlier, the, the people complain about the sound that you couldn't hear and they had to put noise in front of the theater. You know what? It's part of the experience. Why do I have to explain something? Because if I never knew that and I saw that, like, what's the problem? Why now I'm, I'm gonna be looking? Is, is it the part they're talking about? Is it the part they're talking about? It's gonna ruin my experience. Oh, because no! I'm, yeah, I know exactly the part they're talking about, but I
1: wasn't so stupid as to not understand what the hell they were doing. You know, it's like, oh, it's director's choice. I get it. But the thing that's so funny to me, I always talk about how movies, we always say movies are not made for Ross, right? Because there's things I wouldn't do. And especially when it comes to the trailers and the previews, that stuff is clearly not geared for me. But here's a case where clearly the movie is made for Ross because it doesn't try to go over the top explaining every tiny little detail. Harry Potter films were good at that. When they came into the next movie, they didn't do, hey, here's what happened so far. They went, Basically, you better have seen the last movie because here we go. You know what I mean? And I, I yeah. respect that. You know, you don't need to hold my hand through every tiny piece of the of the action. I'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> and that's the thing is just sometimes they just they think that they'll hold their hand and let you know, well, this is going to happen, so expect this. And it, to me, it ruins the experience. I'm now prepared.
1: Yeah, they're, they're terrified that somebody might miss something or somebody might not get it. It's like reality TV. I always like uh, one of the few reality TV shows I used to watch was like the uh, the MasterChef shows or Kitchen Nightmares. And the thing I always remember about them was when they came back or went to commercial, they're like, you know, first of all, they're coming uh, into the show at the very beginning. They're like, this is what's going to happen tonight. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Just fucking shut up, put on the credits, and let's get going so I can see what's going to happen tonight. But no, they gotta give you a little trailer right at the beginning of the show. Then they're going to commercial, they're like, Coming up next, will this happen or will that happen? Then you get back from commercial like, This shit just happened, now we're gonna see what happens. It's like fuck, stop already. (laughs) I watched it, you know, just stop.
0: (laughs) I'm already here. (laughs) Exactly. It's like It's for those who just got it from work or you know, flipping channels uh, and Yeah. They'll catch up. They they will catch up. Have faith in your you know
1: audience, what? please.
0: Here's what you do: you keep your TV guide, and there's your listing in two sentences. And deal with it. That's what that's what the show's it, about.
1: <laughs> fuck yeah, man! Used to come into the middle of shows and within ten minutes, I'm like, either I understand what's going on or I change
0: the channel. Simple, but yeah, but yeah, it's the, they're, they're like you. I think the best way you describe it is that they're dumbing it down because that's what the filmmakers or film goers. Need? I guess I don't know. It's just it's confusing. You well, the old it, saying: have to. you'll Sometimes never have to.
1: You'll never go broke appealing to the lowest common denominator.
0: Unbelievable! Unbelievable.
1: But that's the thing. <laughs> These movies. I hope they continue to take chances. To me, I think Rogue One took a hell of a lot of chances. Killing everybody off in the film, all the stuff that they did. I really liked Rogue One because it was something that was new. It was something that was kind of fresh, even though the story might have been, it was what it was. And, you know, there's only so much drama because you know they succeed, stuff like that. But I'm looking to see, what are they going to do now with the Han Solo story? What about the Obi-Wan story? Like, where are they going to take those? That's what I'm more interested in. I really don't care about any more of these trilogies. I know they're going to do another trilogy.
0: Fuck, I don't care. (laughs) What's going to happen? What's going to happen is that they're, they're learning from each... Movie, no matter what comes out, as long as it's happily decent, it's going to make the money. It's going to make, it will keep making Disney money. And they're, they're getting the same reaction. You got to keep in mind, Star Wars: The Last Jedi only made ten percent less than Star Wars: The Force Awakens on opening weekend. Okay. Yep. It's they're doing they're they're doing fine. The fans who bitch about it, they already got your money. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. The only way it's going you're to right. start going down is when they stop going to the movies. So if mm-hmm. you don't like Star Wars, then don't go to the next movie. Show that Show the, Show that. they're doing it wrong. But if you're a bitch after the fact, it's 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 just fodder. I mean, it's it's useless. Right. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to break it down, but I just had to say that. It's got to get out there. But there was...
1: There was no real opportunity for for fake spoilers, you know. I always say one of my favorite moments from, and this is the thing I loved most about the episode one back in the early 2000s there. Um, when that film came out, I got to walk out past a whole line full of nerds waiting to get into the movie, and I yelled out, Oh my God, I can't believe Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul are brothers! You know, And nobody knew I was full of shit, so it was so great to hear them groan and, oh, man. You know what I mean? There was nothing I could do like that in this film. I
0: was very disappointed. You're just trying to seize your mobile. What can I do? What can I? No, I can't use that. No, not this. No, I can't do that either. <laughs> no, couldn't use that. Yeah. I did not write and better before. for. Me. I yeah. said the same thing with... Uh... And I, before you remember, it says, it's a computer virus that kills them. And I was right. I'm like, dude, I felt so stupid. I mean, I did that at the um, beginning of our film. Right. It was I the that
1: inadvertent out. spoiler.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I totally guessed it. And like, it's, Oh, man. I know I was hated because I said, man, you really did spoil it for us. That's black fuck But that was a long time ago. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Thank but you for spoil
1: that. the movie for me.
0: Yes, Exactly. But my favorite spoiler <laughs> that ever happened to me, and it happened at the Waikiki 2 Theater. You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: I know exactly which one you mean.
0: I went to go see Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. And some asshole sat behind me and said, man, you, get, you won't believe that Spock dies in this movie. Because the guy already saw it. And he was his buddy right. that. And I'm in the front, like, you just did not give that away. Did he really give that away? And sure enough, he did. I was so pissed. So cool. Wow! Yeah, that's boy, my man, you—you you
1: you must have set your phaser way beyond stun. I'll tell you.
0: Uh, I was like, man, I'm a, I'm a, plane of management. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But there you go. So tell you're me, like, if year, I wasn't so...
1: you're like, if I wasn't 14, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So your overall experience was a positive one. Did it, it raise any questions for the next one? What, what, what are your thoughts? Your your prediction for where they're gonna go next in the in the next Star Wars movie? Or can, well, I guess, what can it do? Just, I just
1: I want to see like Poe take more of a leadership role. I want to see him pushed into the future a little bit. You know, even though he's not gonna do anything beyond that story, I just want to see. You know, he needs to he needs to complete the path he's on. He's there. He's almost there. So. Let's do it, but they really didn't leave us like at the end of um, Empire, man. They were in such bad shape. You know what I mean? Han oh. was being taken to the to the uh, uh, to Java. Yeah, yeah, uh, Java. You had, uh, yeah, Luke lost his lightsaber, hand was cut off. Like you know what I mean? They were all they were in tatters by the end of that that shit. The the alliance was scattered throughout that galaxy. And just to see them come back, they came back together to get Han, they get him back, you see the alliance is kind of regrouped and everything's moving forward. I mean, it was such an exciting uh completion of that trilogy. And it's like, yeah, right now there's it's kinda of open ended, but I do wanna see where it goes. You know, clearly they're not gonna have Leia coming back next time, so they gotta do they have to address that. They have to there's certain things they're gonna to have to talk about. And so we'll see how they handle it.
0: I, If anything, it may be, you know, like they said in the movie, this is the beginning of a war. Um, I think it has to start at the funeral where they say, hey, she was our last hope. Who's our hope now? Who's going to lead this? And I think that's what's going to lead that movie is Poe. He has to take front and center. I believe originally it was going to be Leia's movie. Because this was all about Leia. And I'm sure the third one originally was going to be about Leia. Yeah, but now they it may still be and she may be the the, the theme of the whole movie, and the, you know the send off we're going to finish this for her and I bet you they'll probably use a line like that, you know because right, right. you know she was the resistance so let's use mm-hmm. this you know maybe you know would it be wrong that she got assassinated maybe maybe not I don't know for the storyline I don't know maybe she died trying to save you know more people who knows but it's going to be the um, the call sign for this movie of them bringing the resistance and taking on the empire because. Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm glad you brought Empire Strikes Back, and here's why I'm glad you did. They had more than one ship as they went off at the end of the movie. You know, they still had a bit of a, 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 rebel, a rebel alliance, okay? Mm-hmm. At the end of The Last Jedi, they, had they the all sit in the Millennium yes, they Falcon. Had, yeah. <laughs> that is, mean, they have a few ships like a, right now. That's it. No, they have no ship. They do have the Millennium Falcon about 18 people in the ship. That's it. That's all that's left of the of the uh, of the um, reliant or you know shoot. Well, but they, al- they also have
1: they also have the words going throughout the galaxy. People could still answer that, you know. They just they arrive they late answer, rather man. than never. They didn't answer yeah, in this film, know. but they still could. We'll see.
0: Oh, well, they, they're going to have to. They're gonna, it's going to be a big old rally, kind of like a Laura Reed kind of thing, where they're going to. You know, get a bunch of people together and and take out the empire. And, you know, the you know, first order. Now the thing is that I, you know, the whole thing with Kylo Ren, I'm glad that you know I do not believe he's going to turn good in the next one. There's no way. So who's going to be our villain? Who's going to be our villain?
1: You know? Well, the next one's the end of the story. So either he's going to turn good or he's going to die. One of those two are going to happen.
0: No, uh, he's he's the villain. He has to. Now, it would be badass. Now, tell me, is this? would you think this is cheating? Because they cut Snoke in half, right? And he's supposed to be the most powerful being. Is he able to force him into another body? Or maybe, like what Luke did, force, make him a force ghost as a physical thing? Well, yes, you, because he shows them.
1: Clearly, uh, Snoke has been jacked up in battles before. This is not his first injury. So who knows what his abilities are. We'll see. The idea that oh they got him and they they're mending him, it's just so lame. It's just
0: I don't know. We'll see. Well I was okay, I'm just I'm just speculating. Now, what if his his half body, you know, he's regenerating his fourth, and he's put himself in one of those red guys' uniforms and changes himself up a bit. I mean it's now it's, what
1: if what if he came back far-fetched? as a force ghost? What if he came back as a force ghost and is like Appealing to Kylo, you know I understand why you you know you made your move. It was inevitable. I foresaw it. Whatever whatever manipulative shit that he might have to say, and maybe he'll push you know Ren into the dark side that way. Maybe he'll come in as a different you know because we always see the Force Ghosts for the good side. We never really see them for the bad side. So they must exist. That be
0: that be that would be that's possible. That would be very very possible. So you're right. I mean, but would he? Because after he freaking betrayed him like that, but no, you know, could. You show that you really want to lead. I mean, I don't think Snoke would have some little issues with with Kylo Ren doing that to him. I don't think. Of, I don't he, know. That's-
1: he he betrayed Snoke, but then at the end, he ultimately wanted to become Snoke, and that's what I'm saying. Is Snoke could use that to his ability, like you know, now or to his advantage. I mean, like now he's like, okay, I can't change what has happened. But I can still control the situation. And so maybe that's where he's at, you know.
0: I think that will work. I think that that, that's a possibility. It's a good idea. I never thought about that. That's something that would be pretty cool. I would be okay with that. Would you be on board for that? Absolutely. It would be crazy if
1: if they could manage to pull it where not only Snoke showed up, but somehow the Palpatine, like, became part of it or something. Like, maybe kick it all up a notch. I don't know. Ah,
0: Palpatine.
1: I don't know. But they'd have to they'd have to find a new Palpatine because he in death you age, you know. So they'd have to get yeah, a new Palpatine. But I'm just I'm just spit firing. I have no idea.
0: But you know. Yeah, I, I'm good with the first. You know, Snoke being. Yeah, every, I think they should do that. I'll be I'll be freaking impressed. And they keep that a secret and that comes out in the movie. That would be. I will stand up and applaud. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's a risk that's a risk you (laughs) take.
1: But of course it's gonna be the young Snoke, you know, the way they did for Darth Vader, so it's gonna be played by Charlie Sheen.
0: No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The role of Palpatine is now played by Charlie Sheen. That would be terrible. But no, that would be terrible. That would be
1: interesting. Oh my god, the fans would go crazy. Are you kidding me?
0: They would go ape shit. They would lose their shit. Two I would, I would, would not horses. stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like Tarzan in Star Wars. He does not look like a Star Wars character. Yeah, Dude, Boys, I don't think
1: Vinny. I don't think show. Vinny Bobarino looks like a Star Wars character, but they named him Kylo Ren just the same. <laughs>
0: I know he does look. Yeah, he does look like your typical villain, and I think that's what maybe the every
1: time he every time he pulls off his mask, I see a young John Travolta. I'm like, really? <laughs> take
0: that ridiculous mask off. Just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and see that's what I, that's where my problem is. Is that Snoke should not be berating him and chastising him. He should be enticing him, and that's what I want to see. Is I want to see that part of the Force, the dark side.
0: Is supposed to
1: be, like I said before, more seductive, and Snoke just never did that, and that's the reason he's yeah. dead, probably.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right, because Emperor was sitting there just, you know, catering to Anakin once he realized the fourth, the power they had within him. You know. Yeah, and even even Vader, mentor. he made himself a mentor.
1: Exactly, yeah. and when he's with Vader, and he's saying, "Oh, now I sense you want to go and find young Skywalker." He's like, relax, he'll come find you. You know what I mean? And he's like, he'll seek me. Like, again, he's feeding his ego. He's going to be coming to you. You do not need to go looking for this guy. You know, and the whole thing, everything that they set up, all the dominoes that, that the emperor was setting up, it's like it was all about dragging you in just a little further and a little further into his trap. And even the same thing with the rebels. Here he was enticing them into here's the Death Star. It's ready for you. You can come in and attack it, you know, and and yet he knew ahead of time everything that was going on. So that's what I think was missing from the Snoke character. And I just wish they would have done more to build some, and it doesn't have to be a carbon copy, but just something in that, in that feel, something in the right universe, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I just, it was, I think it was just a missed opportunity that, Mm -hmm. um, I, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I wanted so much more um, for the villain because that's what I really love about the Star Wars are the villains. Because everybody goes to the movies for so we know we, like, the villains are always going to lose, but we want to enjoy their journey. You know, and I Completely. felt that I don't don't really get that with with the set off, in my opinion. In my opinion. Yep.
1: No, that's the thing. is I, They didn't spend enough time making us care about the villains so that when the villains get killed off, we didn't care. Hey, look at that.
0: <laughs> but see, that's the thing. You got that with the, um, Darth Vader. You know, when he asked yeah, you, dude, said, but... you know what? I'm like... Well, I, I yeah.
1: even said before, when, when the Emperor walks onto the scene, even while he's walking with a cane and everything, you're just like, oh, this dude is badass. It's like you just knew... He had this power. You know what I mean? He was intimidating. And we never even, all you saw was that little weird hologram of him. You never really saw him before, but you knew enough about him that it was like, oh, okay, the Emperor had the power to dissolve the Senate. The Emperor had the power to do this, the Emperor that. And then by the time he gets there, and even to the point when Vader at the very beginning shows up on the Death Star and he's like, you know, well, perhaps you can tell him that when he arrives. And, man, you see the intimidation in that officer, the emperor's coming here, you know what I mean? Immediately, he's like, well, we will double our efforts. You know what I mean? He was not fucking around. And so they built so much knew.
0: Yeah, you knew. You knew he was all business. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And when he arrived, he lived up to what you expected.
0: This is true. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, even to the point
1: when when the lightning comes out of his hands, you buy it because of everything we saw up to that point.
0: You want this. (laughs) When he's
1: saying that, and then the fact that he's laughing when when Vader and Luke first cross uh, sabers at that scene. And here he is laughing. It's like, this is exactly what I wanted.
0: You know? Yeah. He says it. It all falls in the plan. Yeah, and even again, yeah, he was, was all bad.
1: ready to, to turn over Vader. He's like, strike him down, take his place at my side. You know what I mean? He's going to turn on Vader in a heartbeat. There ain't no loyalty amongst us
0: Yeah, yeah I man, that's crazy stuff. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what's, that's what's so know? badass about it. It was freaking insane. Insane.
1: <laughs> but see, and that's that's well, see, what I want go. to see. see in the next film is I want to see them break those rules a little bit. Maybe there is more compassion among the Sith than we knew before. Maybe you know what I mean. Maybe there's something that Kylo can pull out of it that we don't expect. And that's I'm hoping for something just different. That's all. So we'll, well see. Well, so
0: far it, it, we gotta be honest. in, in these last two uh, Star Wars: Force Awaken and The Last Jedi, they are taking risks. They are. You know, they're trying to I'll give they, you they that. maybe 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 okay, let's be honest here. Maybe the they did took they took risks with Force Awakens with training wheels by pretty much this mm-hmm. re seasoning Star Wars, the first one. Fine, I understand they're trying to reboot a series Let's do something that's familiar, they get the new kids involved. 'Cause you I to keep in mind there are still right. people who never seen Star Wars. You know, so they still have to do do a storyline where well, who are these old characters? Oh, I guess these old movies. They find out what they did. Okay, great. So they had to do something to get them involved, which I can totally understand. On a filmmaker's No, screen, and I'm glad but... that they brought them into it. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and, you know, I'm I'm glad with the changes. I don't have a problem with them, you know, except for what I mentioned. And I like the risk they're, t- they're taking, and I hope they continue with it. They made a big risk with Rogue One. I am very curious about this Han Solo project. I cannot wait to see the first trailer. Because it's aired by all eyes on this one here. Because one, it's about, it's six months away from being released. And there's been no pictures, no trailer. The <laughs> only thing you know is that, you know, they pretty much had to reshoot the whole freaking movie. And that's why they're just pretty much, I'm sure, it's 24 hours going on that one, trying to get on time to make that release date of May. So it's been nothing but mm-hmm. business when they fired the, um, those two guys who uh, were directing originally. And I know right. whatever they shot it has been shredded and never will see the light of day. Because they, they pretty much reshot the movie. I don't care what they said. Oh, we did a little couple of reshoots. You guys shot for three and a half months with Ron Howard. It wasn't three weeks, it was three months. So they pretty much reshot the movie. And and, and Lawrence Kansas said at the premiere that everything's going well with the Hans Solo. And that's the only thing you got from, from the red carpet about the Hans Solo product from the. Screenwriter, so. Well, I'll tell you this:
1: what I want to see in the Han Solo movie is I want to see some narration by Ron Howard, like he did in Arrested Development. I want to hear Ron Howard suddenly say, "And that's when Chewie realized he owed a life debt." (laughs) <laughs>
0: I'm sure he would happen to say that in some interview. That'd be freaking cool. But yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: Oh man, but I it, would love that. You know, well, I would just love to have an audio version on the DVD where they totally went over the top with that shit. That would be so yeah.
0: cool, man. It'll be awesome. But you know, <laughs> no, that's not the way we do it here. We're very, it's,
1: very it's, very not long long it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It'll be my. It'll be my unfulfilled wet dream. What can I tell you? <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's great, though. All right, so, all right, so, are we have? Uh, did we cover everything in this on um, this epic movie here? I think we did. I think we did. I
1: think we have. Like, do you think the Force Broom Boy is going to make a, a role or an appearance in the next film, or do you think that was just to tell us that the Force is reaching out into other life forms in the universe?
0: I think it is pretty much saying that the Force is not just with the skywalkers. That the choice of right. force chooses anyone, as if we're proving that with Ray, and now we're proving that with Broom Boy, or whatever you want to call him. that it's not, it's right, not right. just with the Jedi? And I think that's what one of the big messages that a lot of fans are not understanding because that's not your typical ending. Because they ended with a non-Star Wars character on screen when they did the actual. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it wasn't totally. A cast. Yeah. Like you, you assume. You would have you would assume it would have been a part when they're panting back from the bay of the Millennium Falcon, where everybody's all, you know, cried, you know, it's like, you know, being we're all alive, we're happy. You know what I'm saying? That's where it should have ended. Well, but instead they went on. What I'm to hoping that, that, hey. what it
1: means. What I'm hoping that it means is that when they were talking in the first film, the title "The Force Awakens," it wasn't simply awakening to Ray and to Ren and that kind of thing, but the fact that it was awakening to the to a new generation within the universe. And that, the, exactly. that is what's happening, that that's what's it, starting. And, and then maybe by the time we get to the next movie, maybe there will be like a new upstart of not necessarily Jedi, but these force attuned warriors. You know, I would love to see them do something different. Let's get away from the lightsabers a little bit. we got Ray and Kylo Ren to cover the lightsaber aspect of it. You know what I mean? Let's see these guys use the force in different ways. You know, let's, let's kick this whole thing up a notch. And that's the well, kind they did. of stuff well, I'm looking for. They
0: did that with Luke. Luke did some badass stuff. Even even Snoke. No, but did some but badass. it
1: wasn't anything that it wasn't anything that was that crazy. Like I want to see what I'm talking about. I want to see them using it in different ways. I want to see them where maybe they come up with some kind of new blaster that works that's force attuned, or maybe they come up with you know a different way to manipulate the battlefield in, in a way. And so I want to see them take the force to a different. Level as far as how oh, it
0: be okay. used I'm sorry, I, I I have to backpedal because I can't believe what you said. You don't think Snoke's power, what he did to Ray and Kylo Ren, was not badass? You guys, yeah, it was away, badass, but it, but he, I've he, seen it before. It's not, it's you not new. You have not That's
1: seen do that. Absolutely, I have. No. It comes up in the Knights of the Old Republic. I actually talked about it on the other podcast. You can listen to it. The Force Bond is something that is in the Star Wars universe. It is not new and although i appreciate it i like the way they used it i'm looking for something totally outside of the box that's what i'm hoping for next time
0: god uh, that's you but how many people have played ninth of the Old republic i, I don't you, give that's a fuck what it's, trying to say. it's not
1: it's not new i'm talking about something and even the force bond is weak sauce at best it's cool like it was cool what they did with it i want i'm talking i want to see something on more of a giant scale i want to see something like a
0: lightsaber like holding laser beams in midair like Kylo Ren did? No, stuff like none mass. of that. Is that you're all, referring to? all
1: that stuff is weak. Kylo Ren stopping a blaster bolt, one blaster bolt, big deal. Who cares? None of that stuff matters. I'm talking about somebody manipulating a battlefield, somebody manipulating... You know, I want to see it become beyond just the individual use. I want to see it become something totally new. And we'll see. It's like it, cracking they, they the never ground, like splitting
0: situations. it? Okay. Right. No,
1: no, no. That's... That's two Lord of the Rings uh, and you know <laughs> the empire the Empire oh, has got so than
0: the Lord of Rings me. at all, okay right, <laughs> but that's
1: I just I just want to see something new, and we'll see if they can do it. I'll tell you if I see it. It's kind of like uh, in one of the Return of the Living Deads, I think it was part three there was the girl was becoming a zombie, but she didn't really know, and she was she was hungry and she kept eating different stuff. And the guy says, "What are you hungry for?" And she goes, "When I taste it, I'll know." You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. When I see it, I'll know what I'm talking. What? Oh, that's what I'm talking. Oh. about. Something totally unique. Blow my mind. Oh, okay.
0: Oh. You know? Yeah. And
1: yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe not enough people have played before the Knights of the Old Republic. That's you guys' fault. Play Knights of the Old Republic too, That's where the Force the Force Bond thing takes place. It's an interesting story mechanic, but eh, it's weak at best. You know, it's it's not that interesting. Let's see something crazy. Let's see something we've never seen before. <laughs> Oops, excuse me, my hiccups. Let's see something we've never seen before. You know, that's what the director wants to do for the new trilogy. Well, here's a great time to start.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I think they, I, the fourth new stuff I saw The Last Jedi, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the only fourth thing I thought would be pretty cool, I, but we're going back on The Force Awake, is the whole the Starkiller base. I wish they didn't do mm-hmm. that. It'd be cool if Kylo Ren had such a powerful force that he was able to wield a weapon to take out the planet, and it really knocked yeah. the power. You know, like now the Snoke wants that power, he goes, "Oh, I want, How did you do that? Whatever." It'll be cool to see that on that grand scale. Okay. Like Nothing if somehow,
1: if Kylo Ren could have taken the core of the planet and pulled it inside out or something, you know, did something totally insane where he literally destroyed it with his will. Hell, yeah, man, now we're talking about something totally unique, you know what I mean that's yeah, I'm good with that, and that
0: would be the reason the emperor really want I mean, emperor or snow really want to harness that like that's some raw when right. I first saw you that's a raw power and able to wield that you know that he was talking about. he wants more well, that could be something that we've snow never
1: really seen the raw it.
0: power at all, you know,
1: yeah, we've never seen the yeah. raw
0: power that they
1: keep talking about,,
0: that been awesome you know, no. control, you know, and, and Snoke able to reel it in a little bit and just manipulate him, then Snoke would have been a badass villain, you know? So we could do this all day. write oh, yeah. Star Wars, and you know, but that's the thing that's so cool about it, that it does cause conversation and lets you use your imagination. It shows your love for the movie, of the series, and, you know, not that we have expectations that it should always outdo the other one, I think it's doing a good job. It's continuing the story. It gives us something to talk about, something to laugh at, and make fun of. It, it's doing its job, you know, and, and the ticket sales is proving just that, you know, so, well, I'm excited. For all the people one. that I'm say that line. the
1: fans hate it, boy, the ticket sales sure show otherwise, so yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly, and, they, and, there's, and there's people who've gone more than once, you know, I'm one yep. of them. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice, <laughs> you know, and I'm fine with that. And you I saw look.
1: Jedi <laughs> 17 times, eh?
0: Yeah. I I, I think the one of the funniest is when I went back to go see The Phantom Menace to make sure that it was not the weed that um, told me it was a bad <laughs> <Right>. movie.
1: <laughs> That's really sucked, didn't it? Just I only had one other experience like that was the Truman Show. I remember the, I went with five other people, and I remember looking up and down the row of the people with me. I'm like, this movie sucks, right? Is it not just me? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, let's get yeah. out of here. And all six of us got up and walked out of the theater. I yeah,
0: I I just I, I despise that movie. I've never seen that movie. That wasn't that oh, was we movie. I
1: gave it a chance. Yeah, I was hoping for it to be good. and But, you know, it's a different movie for a different kind of podcast. We don't want to get into other
0: movies now. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I think we covered everything. <laughs>
1: I think so. So for everybody out there, happy life day.
0: Happy life day. (laughs) Hey
1: man, got to experience the life out there. Uh, when you go to Starbucks, instead of making them right, Merry Christmas, have them right. Happy life day on there for you. And, uh, (laughs) what do you think, man? We'll be back in the new year with new stuff. I heard.
0: Oh yeah. We're, we're still coming out. We'll, we'll, um, have shows i'll be out in denver again hopefully in la in january hopefully we can do some going out there but i'm online you can find me easily just go to tony underscore lamar or just email me at tony lamar at gmail i'm out there people
1: and you can find me of course at mother F. Ross on twitter and otherwise uh you know you can find me on this podcast and i'm on facebook but not right now because i Said something to a Trump supporter and now I got thirty days in the hole. But I'll be on Facebook What'd again soon. Look for me out there. I told him that he could suck my dick for a hundred dollars. But hey, look, man, he was asking for it. He, he was trolling my page. I he was like, You gotta be coming here for some reason. I'm like, let's just deal with it now, get it over with, and you can move on with your hey. life. And yeah. and he, he didn't put like my pants. suggestions So I would put have your pants. If he has cash, I'm dude, I'm hip, man. It's all right. In this economy? I'm in LA, it's okay. It's, it's a new okay, millennium. Man.
0: We all do it.
1: <laughs> Look, all those boundaries, they're gone. It doesn't matter anymore. But no, I, I, yeah, so I'm trying I'm trying to become a better guy on Facebook and not not do that. Actually, I got 30 days off of Facebook, so happy birthday to me. So,
0: all right. Well, that's a question. What's your record in a, in a year? Time? How many times have you been banned? Or been, uh, on, uh, I've, I've never out.
1: broke it down that way before. I know last year it was at least twice, so 60 days last year minimum. Um, it happens every once in a while. If I don't get banned for a while, sometimes I'll go on what I call my Slash and Burn tour and just try to see how many friends I can get rid of. And uh, at the same time, people will unfriend you if you do it right. And then also to <laughs> see if I can get myself blocked. And it's good. Just sometimes you need to take a break from social media, so...
0: Hey, man, I don't have any self-control. Like, Let them do it for me. So when do you do your flash and burn sales? What Is it is like every spring? <laughs> no,
1: I, it's random. It's random. It's when I get bored. It's when I get bored of Facebook.
0: So
1: this is what I'll tell you. Anybody out there that takes social media seriously, oh, my God, are you in for bad surprises, man. Social media, everything you see on social media is bullshit, even the truth, man. It is all just nonsense.
0: It is. It's a mess out there. It it is a shame. It really is. It is a shame. A shame. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's been fun. All right, people. I'm out of here. Uh, thanks, Thanks for hanging out. Thanks
1: for hanging out, everybody.
0: Later.